Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mysterious Pal Show. My name is Chris, and I am joined, as always, by my best pal and your best pal, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, pal. how are you doing? Good, pal. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing great. How was your week? It's all right. How, okay. about, how about you? Well, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I did something this week. Uh, I started to watch a show because everybody's like, you have to watch this channel. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, okay, fine. you know what? Fine. I'll try it out because it's not my thing. But when people start doing it, it puts a, the, the bar so high. Yeah. That, but know, I, think I feel like is, you're automatically be like somewhat disappointed. This show is like universally known as like one of the best ever made. Okay. okay. So I watched, I started watching the first season of Breaking Bad. Oh. I'm not really into like the crime genre, drugs stuff. Like, okay. not really my thing. Just personal reasons. It's, so I'm in the first season, towards the end of the, almost through the first season. It, it, All right. It's not bad. I don't know if I would have liked it as much, you know, as people are claiming that's the best thing ever made, which is fine. I, I don't th- I think Rachel liked their own stuff, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see where it goes because it seems like they're writing a check here in the first season that how do they go further? You know, it's kind of like it's one of the shows that should have been made. Is, I don't know. Is it one of those shows that should have been like two seasons and done? Three seasons done? I, I think or, what is it like five? Six no clue. Seasons? No clue. It is a good show. But I think the problem with that is that you waited so long to start watching yeah. it. Yeah, they're using flip phones and stuff. So that's why I was like yeah. trying to be like keep in mind that. Yeah, it gets to the point of like with something like that, if you wait so long to watch it and you keep hearing about how good it is and how it's like considered one of like the best shows of all time or like crime yeah. shows, stuff like that. Like, I feel like you're ultimately like going to be disappointed. I just think. Be, just because there's so much hype around it. Right. Like I, don't, see, I don't think I'm disappointed. Have you, you still haven't seen Unbreakable? No, <laughs> no. Um, it was a point of contention between yeah, it's, you and a friend of ours. Yes, I, I, I know. I've um, so I think it is so far good. Okay, still not my thing. I'm not really into what they're talking about the the subject matter. Yeah, Brian Can- Cranston, mm-hmm. a public tre- like uh, a, a national treasure, I would say. Yes, yeah, for yeah. many reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is just another reason why Malcolm Middle's dad. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly the yeah. first reason. Number one. Number two, yes, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking f- I'm looking forward to getting to the second season. See what they do. I'm I'm it's building. I can see writing's sure. good. Still not my thing. I think clearly they did something right though, the fact that they did a spin-off that has been hugely successful too, but a better call Saul. Yeah. Which, which I haven't watched yet. So they have any, I don't even think they have introduced Saul yet. Maybe they have. Okay. I, but I think in general, it's not too bad. Not so too you're bad. mostly through the first season? Most of the way through. I'm at towards the end of the first season, I believe. So um, mm. I would say that it's no um, The Americans, which I watched again oh, recently. Man. My yearly watch of The Americans. Great show. You turned Amazing me out of that, show. man. I, uh, my partner and I, her and I binge watched the crap out of that show. Because I'm going to be like, dude, you have to watch this. You have to watch yeah. this. You have to watch this. Finally, we sat down and watched it. I think we started watching it. During the final season, so by the time we got yeah. to the final season, like it was already done. But oh, so good. Yeah, there's so a good. lot of shows like that. They're just like you know, I love them. I watch them a couple times a year. No, not a couple times. I watch like the, the Dark on Netflix. One of my favorite shows ever. My favorite show ever, Mr. Robot. Still one of the best I shows ever made. Watch that. One of the best shows ever made. Last season's not so great, but the entire show is amazing. Anyway, we're not here to talk about <laughs> that type of stuff. Hopefully, um, we have something more interesting to talk about. Not more interesting than Breaking Bad, I would say to most people. If I say that, we're going to get some comments about <laughs> um, I suck. How and dare probably, you. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, whatever. So I want to first ask you, Jordan. Yeah. Have you ever been gifted a room? Gifted a room? Did someone ever say, here's a room? That it's not only that, they they built it for you, they designed it for you, and they said, here's a room. Is that like, no, not ever okay. been gifted a room. Have you ever, how, how, like, how, have how you ever you... had a room stolen from you? No. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. No. So. I had to share a room once. That was terrible. Yeah. With my older brother, though. Well, of course. For years, but. Yeah. It's how, yeah. How do you, how do you gift someone a room? Great question. We're going to hopefully talk a little bit about that. Right. We're going to be asking the question today. Where did the Nazis hide the Amber Room? Oh, okay. Do you know what the Amber Room is? I, yes. Okay. Don't, I don't know much about it, but I know of it. You know of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was a room yeah. and it was stolen. Yes. Okay. So we are going to take a turn into World War II, which is filled with tons of mysteries, tons of different oh, yeah. stories, obviously big turning point in the world on many different things. I love the history of the World War II. I love the things that came after it as far as like history goes. Again, very interested in Cold War Russia as, as like a, you know, a thing. Yeah. As what was going on in the world at the time and how they did stuff is really interesting. Like I always try to get as much information about that as I can because I think it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, the Nazis in general, like it's, it's, it's kind of weird how terrible of a group of people they were, but like people are so fascinated by them. Yeah. Because of what happened in the world at that time. Sure, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the Amber Room and what happened, where it was, what happened to it, and what could have happened to it. Obviously, it's a mystery, still something that hasn't been found. It was originally created in the early 18th century in Prussia by a German sculptor and a Danish amber artist. It was made, they estimate, from about six tons of amber. Six tons. Six tons. It took to make the room. Oh, my goodness. Now, remember, this room was stolen. Holy cow. Still has never been found. They say that it is uh, 590 square feet in size. So quite big. Mm -hmm. It's worth, they would say, I'm not sure if this is just just because of the cost of amber uh, or if it's like the historical context. I believe it probably doesn't go into the historical context that it's worth about a half billion dollars today. And if you were to build this today, a half billion dollars. Half billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Is there dinosaur DNA in that? Um, Jurassic Park. Yes, uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. If they all like all had mosquitoes in them. Every piece of amber. And this was like, you know, if you ever seen pictures of it, um, it's all like sculpted amber, like you know, worked amber. It wasn't just like blobs of amber they just kind of threw on a wall. Which is crazy. I feel like amber isn't really delicate. I would think. So. I would think so, yes. Hmm. So the Amber Room was intended in 1701 for the Charlotte, uh, Charlottenburg, Charlottenburg Palace in Berlin, Prussia. Okay. But it was eventually installed at the Berlin City Palace when it was completed in 1707. It was then gifted from, the, from King Frederick William I of Prussia to Peter the Great of Russia in 1716. Well, that's interesting. Because... Uh, so you said, what was, what was the date on this? Like when they gifted, gifted 1716. 1716. So there was a massive war going on for like 20 years. This might be the latter half of, at this point where Russia was at war with Sweden. Sweden was trying to move in more into like central Europe. What ends up happening at the end of this war is Sweden loses and Russia claims a big swath of European uh, land, which ends up resulting in them starting the Russian Empire. 
Sorry, what was the year again on this? 1716 is when they gifted it. 1716. So Prussia wasn't part of this war yet. Well, what is Prussia? Mm, man. Like, it's not like today I can go, I'm going to take a trip yeah, to Prussia. Pr- that's what's crazy. Prussia's not even a thing anymore. It's nothing. Like, it was. Which like, is insane that countries just kind of go away. Go, it's disappeared, which is really crazy thinking because they were. In today's world, we don't see this. Right. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're an incredibly powerful country, massive army. They lasted for about, oh, man. 400 years? The last one up until the end of World War II. 1947, they got dissolved. Oh, so about 40, they, were, they were dissolved in, after World War II? Following World War II, Prussia's basically Germany. Oh, okay. What's ended up happening is during World War II, uh, Prussia kind of gets dissolved into Germany itself. Germany kind of takes over Pr- like Prussia's army and all that stuff. Uh, it was located, Prussia's located in Germany, but it was its own thing. So Was Germany a thing whenever Prussia was around? Yes and no. It kind of it goes. They go through a period where, like, you have Prussia, I think the Holy Roman Empire, which is also kind of Germany. Holy Roman Empire falls apart. You have Germany and then Prussia. They're kind of separate things because Prussia held power at one point in Poland, mostly Germany, and Poland a little bit of Russia. Really weird. You have this whole weird like timeline of what happens with Prussia, but it's insane the fact that they're this massive power, massive war machine. So by the them having good relations with Russia that helped Russia end up winning this war against Sweden. So the Russian Empire lasted until about 1917. So they were around for almost 200 years. And then the Bolshevik, Bolshevik Revolution happened, which ended up causing the fall of the Russian Empire because the working class kind of basically took over. And that was their move into... Moving into like... So it went from Russian Empire starting... Once they took, once they won this war against Sweden with Prussia's help, mainly I think they won because Prussia joined the joined this war. Lasted for about two hundred years until near the end of World War One. Russia falls apart, the empire falls apart because this big revolution was going on with the Bolsheviks, communism, Marxism, and then the, the they end up eventually getting the Soviet Union. Soviet Union, yeah, okay. they, they they killed off the the last of the czars. Of okay, right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yes, I was recently listening to something about the yeah, czars. Sorry, I went down yeah. a rabbit hole there. Yeah, that's okay. That's what the entire this entire show is a rabbit <laughs> hole. So again, going back, the it was a the Amber Room was a gift from King Frederick William I of Prussia to Peter the Great mm-hmm. of Russia in 1716, symbolizing, I guess, symbolizing the strong relationship Unity, the yeah, alliance. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So the Amber Room was installed at that point in the Catherine Palace, which is located near St. Petersburg, Russia. So it's, it's moved multiple times at this point? Is this the third time it's moved? or? So it was intended to be put in the Charlottenburg Palace in Berlin, For, Prussia. Okay, Russia, okay. But eventually it was installed in the Berlin City Palace gotcha. when it was completed. So it took six years to be built. Then they installed it in this uh, okay. Berlin City Palace. Then... Uh, when they gave it over, it was moved to the Catherine Palace, located in Saint per- near St. Petersburg, which was the summer residency of the royal family. Right. The Nazis uh, at this time, or at the time that we're talking to, up so 1716, Russia has it. We go up to the World War II. Yes. The Nazis were plundering art as they were, as they were uh, going, you know, they're going through Europe. They're just, uh, just, Kicking ass and yeah. just taking everything they can at the same time, like sure. kind of behind the scenes, the run, the army's running through. Everybody be in the background is just kind of falling everything up and stealing everything they can. People stuff, obviously, in you know, 
doing what they did with the Jewish people yeah. and kind of just all Stealing together. anything of value. I think the crazy thing about that one thing that's really interesting about the um, obviously there's the, intric- uh, the intricacies of World War II is vast, but I think it's it boils down to when you watch like these documentaries and you read about the stuff is Europe wasn't ready for a war that the way that they were fighting. Like we talked about this before. Yeah. yeah kind of Nazis just kind of were just so fast and so they were just doing this new type of warfare that was just so quick and just they had yeah. mechanical units and they Blitz were just, Yeah, they were just yeah. doing so and so everybody else wasn't that everybody wasn't powerful enough. They just weren't prepared at Which all. Which is crazy crazy because like what twenty years earlier they lost World War One. Yeah. You'd think that they wouldn't be that well organized or have the material industrialized. Yeah. So in a matter of twenty years they became this this massive machine of of war. So this plundering, um, which a name that gets uh, thrown around associated with this kind of act of plundering all this art and everything. And it was a lot of art, it, not only just art from like museums, we're talking about art from people's home, art collectors, rich yeah. people at the time, you know, they, their town gets blown up. Nazis come in, they take all their stuff, you know, whoever it is, they, all the art and stuff, it's just around that you would see like in palaces in, in like the actual city center or like yeah. in, you know, the collective art of the city, people that have jewels and everything in their house, you know, the, those people, so this is World War II. Nazis come into Soviet Russia, Soviet Union. At this point, yes. Yeah. And and but in the backstory is like uh, the big guy that we're talking about here that's doing a lot of this, kind of in charge of a lot, is Her, uh, Hermann Goering. Okay. Ooh, he yeah. All right. himself took many pieces of art and kind of uh, and artifacts and everything to decorate his many houses okay. throughout Europe. It was like this, almost like kind of a. Um, like kind of like an argument between him and Hitler, apparently from the stories about him and Hitler, they wanted like this Hitler wanted art because he wanted to build his own uh, art museum back in his hometown in Austria. Okay. Um, but in Goering was like kind of taking stuff on the back end and putting it in his houses. So there yeah. was like, I guess when, when they would go to his house, Hitler would be like, what, what is this piece here? You <laughs> why know, I can it, imagine. Why, why do you have like, this? Why do you have this, yeah, you yeah. know, famous painting? Why, yeah. I want it back. And so, well, it's interesting because like eventually, well, at some point during the whole third Reich thing, Goering was supposed to be Hitler's successor. Yes. Like he, he made like a basic kind of made a will, like something happens to me. You'll continue on this, this third Reich that we got going here. Didn't work out for him very well. Thankfully. Yeah. Either of them. In May 1945, American soldiers discovered this whole train full of art treasures, which is a small part of the looted treasures. Mm. And this kind of led off this whole thing of how, uh, of what actually was going on. And this is obviously, and this is May 1945, so 1945. So this is after the fall of Hitler. This is after the fall of the Nazis. So we're kind of fast forwarding right through the war and going to Nazis are ransacking Europe, yeah, taking everything they can, and they're putting it in their own museums they're putting it in their own houses. They have all this art and all these artifacts from all these different countries. You know, as we talked about the vast history of Europe, all that stuff that was in those areas. Yeah. Then that, that they just took it all it, people's people's treasure, people's jewelry. Yeah. I mean, when they put these, um, the Jewish people on trains, heirlooms were, too, like this is yeah. probably stuff that's going to be passed down from generation to generation. Like, oh, this is your grandmother's, you know, necklace or yeah, your you father's hear, pocket watch or something like that. Like you always hear the stories about like someone's smuggled a ring out of in, in a dog or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they swallowed the rings and they escaped, right. they, you know, that type of thing. Once the American soldiers discover this train full of treasures, they kind of begin to realizing that like 
there's a lot more here we don't we're not seeing that like this is just this art thing this artifacts and treasures they they just took it all they're so, kind of seeing the the value of like or the kind of range of all the stuff happening okay. and it's kind of you ever seen the movie monuments men sure yeah, so yeah that's this is a lot of what we're talking about here these american experts and other nations um begin to search for these treasures they find and record five million items of which four million were stolen or extorted from their owners so five million individual pieces of art artifacts jewelry gold mm-hmm. that were taken from the people that the Nazis blew through their towns. And four million of that was stolen. Four million of it was I stolen. So if, I don't know what the other one million was. It was yeah. like, oh, they bought it. I mean, who knows? Some so, of these items have been still haven't been found today, including the Amber Room, which is why we're talking about it. Mm. Uh, gold uh, was also taken from basically every bank they came across um, or evacuated from the end of the war. So they, as they were starting to then retreat from these towns, they were just stealing everything, like all the gold from their banks. And okay. So they're kind of just taking anything they can get their hands on using, worth anything. And they're and just, using trains to like transport all this stuff? We'll get into the, the treasure trains. Okay. But yes, okay. so the the first kind of discover, I guess one of the first discoveries that kind of realized something was actually going on when it comes to art and artifacts was this, this train that these American soldiers found um, that was full of treasures and, and everything from different museums and stuff, okay. different parts of, of the uh, Europe. Gold was found all over Europe after the war. It was stored in mines, lakes, farmhouses, and anywhere they could find a hole, especially when they were retreating. Uh, they really grabbed anything of value and then um, it, it, gold and stuff like that, the precious metals, they were melting down into bars. Yeah. Um, so they were finding trainfuls or mindfuls of bar like lakes they would find i think there was a story about a lake that just had a bunch of they just like dumped a bunch of gold in Jeez. gold bars in or like into the eventually they found it yeah um and was like whoa look at all this stuff here and i, I guess since they melted everything down it's nearly impossible to actually know what was sure yeah, what yeah. was in there unless people tell them hey my gold ring was in there whatever it was being shipped back to germany too so british author ian sayer who i was uh, one of the resources we used for this episode uh, he is a author that kind of looked into this for years, um, for a lot, a lot of time. And he wrote a book called, um, Nazi gold. He found Nazi gold stored in a safety deposit box in Munich. Okay. He reported the findings to the U S state department, uh, and it took them 13 years to go in and find it. So not only were these, this, were these, things being stolen and put on trains, especially a lot of the art and artifacts like swords, like from, you know, Alexander the Great and stuff like that, that type of thing. Mm. They were then taking gold and money and were putting it into banks. And there's a lot of kind of like people going back and forth and saying like, these banks have been holding gold. Like he, the author of this book, Nazi gold saying like, there's gold in, and he even explains like there's gold in, in these uh, banks all over Europe that's just like in a safety deposit box yep. from the Nazis. And people are still to this day finding out. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like they're not going to be able to go in and just take it out. <clears throat> yeah, right. But like they're finding out what's actually going on to, to like not only return it to the owners or to the country of origin, but like the Nazis. So the, the Nazis. Europe almost was like kind of allowing it almost. Right, or like yeah. kind of the, the banking industry was kind of like helping them in some ways. Right. I know it's not as cut and dry as that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, I'm sure a lot of these banks didn't really have a choice. Right. And who knows, like they don't know what's in it. So, do you, I mean, do you think like the Nazis are doing this? Cause 
they saw like the end was near and they're like kind of like preparing like individual people were like preparing probably like, soldiers yeah, yeah like, were hiding like, stuff like just, i stole two bars ran away yeah, yeah. threw it in a bank yeah safety deposit box especially in the munich right. you know so there's not like they're like allowing uh the nazis to this is like their home country so they're allowing it to happen yeah. it's not like they're like a bank that they kind of ran through and they're like hey can you hang on this for me right yeah. it's not like a polish bank or something yeah there were there was a train full of treasures from Hungarian Jews that was uh, was also discovered or found. It was seized in 1945 by the U.S. Army in Austria. They seized a train carrying 52 boxes of gold and diamonds, uh, 1,560 boxes of silver, gold and cash reserves from a bank, paintings from like important art and and stuff from the Hungarian region which a large part of that treasure disappeared after it was seized by the U.S. Army. This is like one thing that happened where the U.S. Army found this. There's records of it finding this train. And then all of a sudden, it disappears. Mm. It took 60 years for the U.S. government to reach a settlement with Hungary to repay back the country for what was taken. Holy cow. And obviously, the Hungary, uh, Hungarian Jews that were on this train, or that, yeah. was, th- that was part of this. Uh, region and all this kind of thing that will happen to them. So it was seized U S army and that stuff kind of disappeared too, hmm. which is kind of strange. There's a lot of this going on. Yeah. Stuff. So again, gold was found all over Europe. And if we go and look throughout history about like, you know, they make movies about this. There's plenty of books about this. If you look at like what Ian Sayer says, he says, you know, there is, there was a lot of gold and stuff taken, but it's not hidden somewhere. It's like, it's, it is hidden somewhere, but it's very small portions that are hidden in banks and stuff like okay. that. It's like, Spread it's not around. that it's like buried underground. Yeah. So when you talk about like the, there's a story from the 2015 where they found the Nazi treasure train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in, I think, Poland. Okay. And they looked at like GPS and they did all this stuff. And then a professor came in and he did all this research and use all these uh, it was a geologist i believe that came in and like looked at what the treasure finders or the treasure hunters found what they used uh, ground penetrating radar and they looked at the ground ground tra- penetrating radar and said look this looks like a train because it's right near train tracks it looks like yeah. the train could have went into this hillside then they blew up both sides of the hill and then there's like stories from that era from the 40s um, where you have people that lived in the town as small children they said oh i i remember there's a specifically one guy who said he was out one night and he saw this happen where these very, uh, these Nazis were on this train and they mm-hmm. kind of drove it into this tunnel. And then he says, oh, wow. you know, that could have been where they blew it up and, and kind of closed it in. There was a lot of things being put underground whenever the allies were coming in, whenever you had the Russians and the allies kind of converging, they yeah, started yeah. burying stuff. They started moving underground with a lot of their, their kind of manufacturing process of, okay. of manufacturing bombs and planes and stuff. They found tons of these underground manufacturing facilities throughout Europe. Okay. That kind of housed this type. So they're like, it's totally possible. It's, There's still people out there searching yeah, for this yeah, type yeah. of stuff. There's plenty of it's examples. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. But is it in all one cache? That's what Ian Sayer says. It's not. It's it's spread throughout. That'd be the smart thing to do to yeah. spread it around. Yeah. Or that one soldier put in his safety deposit box, another soldier, and yeah. they're too scared to go back and get it because yeah. <laughs> they're or, or they're dead. Right. And their family doesn't even know about it. So we're going to back to so back to the ambush room. So in June 1941, Nazi Germany invaded the Soviet Union during World War II. The Soviets removed the art treasures from the castle, Catherine Palace. Mm-hmm. 
when the invasion started, but the Amber Room was too difficult to move because it was a room. It was 560 yeah, yeah. square feet. Move a room, yeah. 590 square feet, sorry. So what they did was, in this haste to get all the art and everything and the treasures out of this castle, they disguised the wall with uh, paper wallpaper. They disguised the room with paper wallpaper, but um, as the Nazis came in and started looting everything, they found it very easily, obviously. Yeah. Uh, on this paper wall. Yeah, especially because we don't know how good the paper was. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, paper, wallpaper, today kind of sucks, but... Yeah. So the Amber it, Room... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so they hit it okay, hit it on wallpaper. All right. Yes, they hit it in the castle. It was too not enough time to move it, disassemble it, because they had to take it apart and try to pack it up and move it. The Nazis found it out pretty easily. It was obviously an invaluable treasure. It was a huge part of the kind of Russian, the Russian Empire-like. Yeah, history. History, and the, obviously they wanted to destroy, They one of the things they wanted to do is destroy the history so they can control the history, yeah. control the story. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason why they're, you know, the whole Nazi agenda was to eradicate uh, people that they saw were lesser than. Which was most people, that, apparently. Yeah, yeah. The Germans were here. Then you have Slavics and down, down and down. Um, so the idea of totally eradicating any. Well, that's what invading armors do. Yeah. Any, any, throughout history. Sure, yeah. Any any existing people. In order to like, you know, move on from like, in order for them to move on and like build a society of their own in that, you know, country that they're um, at war with or trying to take over, the idea is you want to eradicate any. Yeah, throughout history, we, yeah. you know, we see lots of this sure, happening yeah, yeah. where they go in, invading armors always de- destroy the art because that's records yeah. of the of the people that live there. Yeah. Their history, they destroy that. Because yes. then you have no way of saying that they're not the bad guys because you have no other way of knowing the story. Right. So the Germans come in, they find it, they know how important it was. They want it, obviously they want to take it back to Germany. They dismantle the Amber Room. And Did, it, didn't they get some of the Amber from Germany? Is that, is that, is that right? Uh, at, uh, at some point? like You mean as far as like in present well, day? When they know when they're, I, I was here at some point like when they were building or doing, like originally building the room. Because it was modern day Prussia, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't some of that amber have come from Germany? Maybe they were thinking like, they're thinking, oh, "Oh, this is ours. This is really ours." Yeah. And, you know, this thing happened like 250 years ago. This is yeah, actually. Yes, I guess since it was in Prussia originally, yeah. Berlin City. Yeah, this is our, you know, our, our amber. Our, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, what, they can use whatever they, you know, right. whatever they want, whatever say. excuse they want. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the Germans dismantled the Amber Room 1941 under the pretense of protecting it from potential damage during the war. It was said that it took only two days for the Nazi experts to remove the panels. So they obviously had a lot more man- manpower, not threatened by an invading force, just dis- disassembling this room. They probably had unlimited amount of every soldier in the area to be like, help me with well, this. So yeah, when they did, did did that invasion in 1941, they had, I think, 10 million Nazi soldiers going into, into Russia. Okay. so in the, Or in the Soviet Union. That's a lot of people. Yeah, so they took it all apart, obviously, in two days. I I believe, you know, when you talk about the people leaving, it wasn't the soldiers in Russia that were really doing this to protect the room. They were not the ones that were gathering everything up. It was these people that worked at this palace that were like, hey, these kind of servants or these people that worked there, that were the ones that were in charge of getting everything together. So they're not like a, a military force. They're not like able to say as a military force, like, 
you're doing this. That you is know, right, there's right no orders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're not able to say like, there's probably only a couple of them gathering all the stuff. I imagine they didn't have much time to do that right. to begin with. Yeah. So it's, so it's understandable. This, yes. Yeah. So they carefully packed up the amber panels and transported them to Konigsberg or Konigsberg, which was East Prussia, but is now uh, Kaliningrad, Russia, where they planned to reconstruct the room as a war trophy. Hmm. It was stored in uh, Konigsberg's Königsberg Castle. So in January of 1945, Königsberg was the front lines between bom- uh, it was being it was on the front lines. It was being bombed uh, by the RAF Air Force and the fast moving Red Army with their powerful artillery. So they were right coming through. This is the front line at this point in yeah. uh, January 1945. It is not known that, uh, it is known that the Nazis did load up all their valuable cargo at this point. Uh, as they were retreating, as we talked about before, they were shipping everything back, uh, back west to to Germany, and the Red Army captured Königsberg in April of 1945. So January, they were on the front lines, and they were captured in April. Uh, but the Amber Room was nowhere to be found. I imagine the Russians knew about what was going on with Amber. Room. I, I imagine while it probably wasn't, a, it was probably not talked about as like doing this as a specific way reason why we're going here, but, or they may not even known it was there, okay. but they probably knew that like, this was a national, this is a national treasure for yeah. us. Yeah. So they probably weren't, they were probably looking out for it or maybe they had people involved that were, but at any case in 1945, the Amber room was said to be still stored in the castle okay. at Königsberg. But armies invade, the Russians invade, the Amber room is nowhere to be found. Now, how they knew it was supposed to be there or whatever, maybe there's some POWs. Yeah. How do they know it was there? Whatever. In any case, the RAF did bomb the crap out of the castle in this area. Artillery, it was a war. It was a war zone. Yeah. At this point, we know it's gone. Still hasn't been found. And we're going to go over some of the theories of what happened, the the kind of common theories that people believe is, is what's going, or what happened to the Amber Room. First theory. That it was on the uh, evacuation ship Wilhelm Gustav, Gustav, which is a, a ship. It was packed. They believe some people believe it was packed aboard this evacuation ship in January third, January thirtieth, nineteen forty-five. The ship was sunk by a uh, Soviet submarine in the Baltic yeah, Sea. I think like nine thousand people died. On yes, that. it was one of the biggest like single like um, ship deaths or something like that. The amount of people that died on, oh, on, on, on in, a, sh- in, in a ship, yeah. Like nine, I think it was like 9,000 people or something like that. So salvaged attempts in the 1950s turned up nothing. However, it wasn't known if they uh, they couldn't find anything or didn't have the proper gear. Okay. So 1950s, we still today can barely get down to the bottom of the ocean in, in some cases. And this is the Baltic Sea. I know it's not like the middle. It's not like a, a trench or like one of the deepest parts of the ocean, but... 1950s, they're they're looking for this, and they they go check this ship yeah. for the, this amber room, mm-hmm. which I'd imagine at this point is probably not destroyed completely. If it's at the bottom of the ocean, it's probably still there, or at least remnants of it are there. Something, something would be there. The something. amber yeah, would yeah. still be there. Yeah. So it wasn't on it, supposedly. Whether they didn't actually, I mean, there's not like they have robots at this time. I'd believe they wouldn't have like unmanned submersibles going down yeah. there like we have now. Even like the, the gear we have now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like those kind of cartoonish guys with the you know the big metal thing, and there's a guy up yeah. top like pumping it. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what they use yeah. at this point. 
but there was no. Plus, it's, a, you know, a sea, so very deep. Yes, very deep. The Nazi in charge of this, of, of Königsberg, was uh, Erich Koch. He abandoned his post when the Red Army invaded Königsberg, but he was captured in Hamburg in 1949. He died in 1986 in prison, but never said what happened to the Amber Room. And I'm sure Ooh. at some point they asked him. I would imagine. Whether yeah. he knew or not, he hmm. never answered the question of where it was. He never was able to say anything, or he never told them if he did. It, yeah. You know, kind of, he died. At that point, no one knew where it was. Obviously, they. I would imagine many people would ask him. You would think, yeah. Whether he knew or not, it wasn't known. The next theory, which is also the most popular, was it never made out of Königsberg Castle. Since the RAF uh, pounded the castle, the Air Force uh, pounded the, the castle, and then the, arm, uh, the Red Army came in and smashed the crap out of the city from art- with artillery, and uh, so mm-hmm. they came in, there, there's a battle raging, plus their artillery, plus the RAF. Like, there's so much explosions and damage going on that who knows whether they knew it was there or not. I imagine if they wouldn't be destroying it if they knew it was there, or they thought it was there, or could have been there, since it's such like a national treasure. Yeah. It's war, though, so you might not be really maybe, maybe about they something didn't like really, that. Yeah. Soviet investigators say that it was destroyed by fires during these battles. That's what the Soviet investigators say. Although, alternatives to this theory is that part of the Amber Room was found safe in the basement of the castle. However, it was used as a Cold War propaganda tool to blame the West for its destruction. They were blaming the RAF Air Force. Oh, geez. All right. The Soviets banned anyone from entering the castle okay. and then had it leveled in the uh, to ruins completely leveled uh, in 1968. So the castle was still there, but the ruins of the castle were still there to 1968. Yeah. And they destroyed it, so there was no evidence. Whether If it was there, there's no evidence. It's such a weird thing, because like, through, through the course of World War II, we, we became allies with the Soviet Union. Right? And it's interesting that like, during the Cold War, they're like, oh, it's the West. The West yeah. destroyed our thing. You know, they're using it propaganda. Yeah. So maybe they it's did so weird find it, but like it's 20, like, not even 20 years, like, how things just would kind of flop like that? Or would they have admitted it from then to now? Obviously not now in our current yeah, history yeah, what's yeah. going on with Russia, but like right. 20, just, 10 years was, ago. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Like World War II, or most of the most part, you know, allies yeah. against the Axis power, but then Cold Trading War happens. And stuff. Cold War happens in like enemies. Yes. It's how quickly stuff like that happens and like that, that the propaganda then becomes a machine during the Cold War. Everything becomes a tool to use yes. against the others. Yes, yeah. to convince people. Another alternative or another theory is that a salt mine or lake in Germany uh, that's in the salt mine or a lake in Germany. In 1997, a set of four amber stones were discovered in the possession of a Nazi soldier hmm. who had uh, who helped pack up the amber room in 1941. So they had. He said he helped pack up the amber room. I don't know if that's true. We don't know if that's true. Obviously, he could have been lying, but he had four amber stones that he had on him. I guess they had to figure out if it was if this for this theory they they had to be able to approve that it was from the Amber Room or it wouldn't have been news or it wouldn't have been part of a, a theory. Okay. So they, so, so they, wait, sorry, he was a former. He was a Nazi. So why would he? Why what would? He said in 1987 he said he helped pack up the Amber Room and he had four amber stones. What 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 would push him to admit that though? Right. Maybe he was on his deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was kind of death or or, or his family trial. found it or yeah <laughs> yeah. But in any case, 1990, 
1997, a set of four amber stones were discovered in the possession of a Nazi soldier who helped pack up the amber room. Wow. Maybe his, I don't remember if the story was his family found them maybe after he died, that okay. type of thing. All right, yeah. But in any case, they have the stones because these stones were then added to the original, the, to the new amber room that is currently in the uh, okay. They rebuilt okay, yeah, it. yeah, all right. So I they added those that. stones yeah, to yeah. it, yeah. Okay, oh, wow. So obviously they proved that it was from there, but this guy said he helped pack it up in 1991, which would have been before was whenever the original packing. So he got those when he originally packed it up. Another theory was the theory of the Nazi treasure trains. Again, we talked earlier about these American soldiers that found a train for treasure. Yeah, it was a very real thing. That was a thing, the Nazi treasure trains. Yeah. Yeah. The Amber Room could have been put on another train and transported somewhere. It could have been... Again, stories about it driven into a tunnel and the tunnel destroyed on both sides, like in Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2015, like we talked we talked about this recently, 2015, two guys in southwest Poland, uh, a town called Valsik, Valzek, said they found the treasure, as I mentioned earlier, and that it was underneath the ground in this treasure train that was buried. Okay. However, there was nothing there. I think they, um, I want to say that they, if you go and look for this, like look this up, like they recently opened up like a tunnel that was there that was, they said was dug by the, by the Nazis. Uh, there's other things in the area and it's kind of like a tourist attraction now. I want to say that. Oh, wow. All right. From the satellite images, if you look this up from the satellite image, it does look like a rail line could have went into this hillside. Like there's not currently a rail line there, but it looked like it could have at one point. The way, you know, the way you see how the rails, because there's rails right next to it. Yeah. And it could yeah, have yeah. been just like a spur that came off there. Hmm. But why were they using trains like this? And it, I think this is another part of the Nazi kind of war machine that was really interesting was they had a fleet of armored trains. Yeah. And because Hitler led his war machine. By a train. By a right. train. Because yeah, yeah. he wanted to be at the right. front line. Yep. And it was this kind of war. It's kind of this idea of how wars fought. That he needs to be near his soldiers, his frontline soldiers, to to tell tell them what to do. Treasure hunters in 2015 thought they discovered the German armored train, which was used to patrol rail lines. Some of these trains are still missing to this day, though. So mm. some of these like trains, these armored trains they used that they had, they were like basically tanks. Yeah, they used uh, to protect Hitler and to move around and to patrol these train lines, these kind of like supply lines and stuff. They still have they have found some, but they still haven't found all of them. So there's still some out there missing. Whether they just kind of like got trashed in Germany and they kind of got, you know, covered up real quick or scrapped before anybody really knew what happened to them. Yeah. That could, yeah. Another. Missing trains could hold a lot of gold or an amber right, room maybe. Right. Or it's still buried somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Another speculation is that parts of it was smuggled out of Germany at the end of the world, possibly end up in private collections or museums. So they said it could be that parts of it. So it's not even like the whole room. Like they could have. Yeah. Cut it up into pieces or broke it apart into pieces. And those pieces could be now in private collections. Whether that's true, who knows? Again. I mean, I, I definitely see that being a possibility, though. You get some rich people are like, oh, this this memorabilia from World War II. Yes. I think there's a lot of rich people out there with a lot of money. Yeah. Especially rich people that probably idolize the Nazis yeah. and people that hated the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Nazi memorabilia or Nazi, like Nazi. It's insane how much that shit goes for. But it's also I know I know some collectors that are like very big, rich collectors, very big collecting of tons of different types of art, and there it's like the one thing they will not touch is anything Nazi related because it's such a 
thing to it that like you're you're kind of idolizing or like yeah, yeah. Propping. so like there <laughs> yeah, are a lot of people yeah. out there that are like hell no yeah but there are some people that do buy yep. it and then uh and the last theory that i have that i've found is some believe the amber room might still be hidden in russia possibly mm. buried possibly um hidden away so that it can prevent capture by invading forces in the future there's theories that it was never found by the nazis it was never found by the nazis that that was a that was like a decoy that they took a decoy there's people that say that they took a decoy okay okay and uh, they may the russians may have been too embarrassed or the i'm sorry the the nazis may have been too embarrassed to say that it was a decoy or that it okay. wasn't real and so they just kind of destroy the evidence. Mm. And that's why no one's ever heard of it. But also, I think by now, the Russians would have been like, the Amber Room's still here. Yeah. And it's been remade. It's You can go there now in Russia. I'm not right now, but in current history. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is. you can look up pictures of it. They rebuilt it from scratch. Um, all new Amber, they say, except for those four pieces that were found are have been added to that piece, to that area. And is it's recreated. And it's in the same place. Like that, that is summer home. Yes, it in the Charlotte. Okay. Yes, Charlotte Castle. Thank you. Hmm. So on the, we'll say the mysteriosity scale of <laughs> mysteriousness. <laughs> how, and I'm going to say two things. We're going to ask two questions. How okay. likely are any of these to being? Mm. If you go. Real to completely yeah, bullcrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is the most likely? And maybe I should ask, maybe first, what do you think happened to it? All right. So I, 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 I'm looking at the same document. I'm, I'm trying to scroll to find the um, theories that you uh, came up with. Yep. I did like the first thing that popped out of me when you're, when you're going through them was that, that that former Nazi soldier had four pieces of amber that it was known that they came from the amber room. Is that right? Yes. I mean, because they returned it to the Amber Room okay. when they dedicated the place or the new Amber Room because yeah. it has been rebuilt. It is it is there. And he, he claimed that he was part of, the, uh, part of the the group that boxed it all up. Wow. I mean, that says so a lot. He helped pack up the Amber Room in 1941. Okay. So he was in the, pa- the palace where it was housed and right. he was the one who packed it up. He was part of that team. So, that, I mean, that would lead to two possible things either – they actually dig at the Amber Room and it's just, you know, lost or is broken apart and divvied up amongst amongst people. Or the possibility that the, what they got was a decoy. Which was unlikely. Right. Because why would you... I mean, although, if you look at his, you know, like, for instance, the Declaration of Independence, yeah. I think, is a complete copy that's on display in, yeah. in, in the Capitol of, yeah. in Washington, D.C. But wouldn't... If it wasn't Although that might be just that movie National Treasure, which is awesome, <laughs> which is is shown between me and uh, another teacher, which I am a teacher mm-hmm. in high school. We show National Treasure and National Treasure Two as before Christmas break and summer break every year, and it's every class watches it, and then we net we only have it. We show it in a way that they only can watch the first three quarters of the movie. And they never see the last quarter of the movie. Really? Just, Why? Just to, mess, just to mess with them. So the other teacher does the second one. I do the first one. So then they're always like, we never see the end. And then at the end of the year, we watch just the first three quarters again. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> I do a lot of dumb crap. 
But if it was, okay, so but if it was a decoy that they that this this um, Nazi soldier was part of packing up, right? That the Russians got a hold of again. Why would they then display that part of the decoy in their new amber room? Right. That is the big question is because those wouldn't, theories wouldn't aren't kind of, connected. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, wouldn't there be some kind of like um science that could be done to, to determine if that was part of the actual like dating? Well, obviously they I think they did date they, it. And okay. so like they they did make it a big deal that they So that it actually it was part of the actual Amber Room. Yes. Is what they're saying. Okay. That but it they, was definitely part of the Amber Room. Is it possible they're just saying that? Maybe. As as like a good like it's a mystery. It's always possible. Sure, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. possible. Yeah. And I like it. And again. I'll, so I would also say maybe it is a possibility, though, not saying that. The, the, uh, there's. Man. There's 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 another kind of wrinkle to this, and it's called the Amber Room Curse, which is I think is not really like a mystery of where it went, but it's like. People, there's always been this like kind of thing around searching for the Amber Room. Curses are cool. That people, a lot it's of people, like that, the, the, that, the, the tombs in Egypt. Yeah. But that the people die when they look for it. Okay. Like a Russian <laughs> soldier uh, died in a car accident after he talked to a journalist about the Amber Room. A Amber Room hunter, uh, who's a former German soldier who in, uh, was murdered in a Bavarian forest when he was looking for the Amber, leading up to clues to get to the Amber oh, Room geez. or something like All that. Right. Wow. Okay, I will. I will say this. So I would imagine by this point, maybe the Soviet Union was aware that you know Germany's coming. Obviously, they have like I think ten million people, but they probably might have been aware also that they were going through and looting, as most you know invading countries do when they invade a, invade a country. They they steal, they plunder. So it's possible that the Soviet Union might have been aware. You know, obviously Germany's here. They may be taking stuff from us. They may be taking like treasures from us that they could have done a old switcheroo, made a decoy, and possibly the Amber Room is secure somewhere else. But why would they have not brought it out? Because they've. But I mean, what what would be the. Why? I mean, why necessarily would they want to say that we still have the Amber Room? Like, what, what's what's the benefit of that? I guess just to be like we beat the Nazis, because yeah. there's those stories about we like fools the Nazis, yeah, right. Like yeah. we, haha. Like I mean, sure, it would have came out a long time ago, right? Like right after the war, they'd be like, no, we were kidding. It's because that's a big punch in the gut to the Nazis, being like, haha, we sure. fooled you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that we beat you, to, but yeah, we, we like fooled you. telling the people like it's a good story to tell their people, the people of Russia, like, look, they couldn't even defeat us. Not only the battlefield, but we outsmarted them in every way, yeah, yeah, and we true. saved our national treasure. Sure, because I'd imagine that like that's kind of a the reason why I think it's not hidden in Russia somewhere is because I think it's such a national pride type of thing that like this is our thing that the Nazis, the terrible thing took from us. Mm -hmm. And that if, if we had it hidden the whole time, it's kind of a punch in the face of the people of Russia, I believe. Yeah. You mean like, Oh, we, they weren't really that powerful. Look, we beat them. Like that's, I think it's more harmful to the propaganda. It's better for the propaganda of how great the Soviet Union is. If they just said, we, we really, right. We're better than the Nazis. All right. So say the Nazis did get hold of this, but they stashed us somewhere. During the fall of the Soviet Union, borders changed. 
know what I'm saying? Like, so other country, other countries that were part of the Soviet Union declared independence. Kind of like, I don't know if you heard, like, once the Soviet Union fell, like, all these, all these nuclear warheads that just kind of disappeared. Yes. Unaccounted for. Yes. Maybe the Amber Room is one of these new, new, like, these, not new, but, like, at the time, once the Soviet Union fell, maybe one of, maybe the Amber Room was discovered by a former Soviet Union state that's now independent and, like, well, we, this is ours now. That would, or just as why when they flaunt it at, well, I mean, you want to what's go the point of, Russia. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But like, why wouldn't they be like, ha look what we have. Yeah. I'm sure Ukraine, if their Ukraine had it, they'd be like, ha look at this. That's no, that's definitely true. Now. Right. At this what's point in history, on, like they would have been like, now, yeah. yeah, they'd have been like, ha look, you can't even get this from us. They would probably had it. He, Zelensky would have been sitting in it talking yeah. or like, talking to the world with it in the background. Right. If he had it. Yeah. But maybe like, you know, Belarus or something like that. Belarus. Belarus, like might have like some farm might have stumbled upon him like, oh, this is mine now. Yeah, off, I mean, you know, off one of the train tracks or something like that. Would you break it up and just sell the amber, or would it be more valuable? Because it says, I mean, obviously, half a billion yeah. dollars of amber. That's right. That's a lot of money. You probably break that up and sell it off. Yeah, which would it might explain why some you know rich people across the, you know the world might have parts of this, right? Right, and why this? But if a soldier had it, is it possible that a soldier? If one soldier had it, maybe they just went in there and broke it up in the pieces and took it. Yeah. Maybe they never made it out of it's the like castle. A, yeah. As a, and they all just like, and that's a, that's a, that's a theory that's, it's like a nest I don't egg. think it's interesting or as popular because, and why I didn't include it was some people just believe that the Nazis broke it up into pieces. Yeah. I think I mean, the most common definitely theory. definitely possible. Yeah. yeah. For me, the most common theory is the, 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 the theory that I think is the most interesting is that it still exists. I think the most reasonable answer is that it was probably blown up in Carnegie Castle, right? And it was destroyed with all. Yeah, it was just destroyed. But the uh, but uh, there's people that say that that the Nazi soldiers broke it up into little pieces. They all had some pieces. They took it back and they sold it or whatever. Yeah, and it spread throughout the world. Well, I mean, what do do you think? I think that it was probably blown up. Yeah, in the castle. Not as interesting. I mean, a lot of things were. Right during like these bombardments, like a lot of birth records were lost because a lot of at the time the churches held a lot of these birth records for things and valuables and stuff like that. So like you know it's war, things get blown up. Right, um, so it's definitely possible. Yeah, and I think the most unlikely is that it was on the on a ship that was you know we talked about. Yeah, the ship, and I don't think it was on there because I think at this point they would have found it. There would have been reason to go and look for it again. Yeah, and yeah, again and yeah. Again. Now with all the technology we have now, yeah. Right. But like I said, the most popular theory is one I agree with that it was destroyed in the castle. Okay. I'd like to think that it was it's somewhere in a salt mine in Germany somewhere or yeah. like a, in the bottom of a lake right. waiting to be discovered. But I think for the most part or or that's on a treasure train buried under a mountain somewhere, which is a, would be awesome. Which would be really cool. But there's so many examples of these. There, there's a lot of people, not there's a lot of groups out there that are like investigating a lot of these kind of factories and stuff yeah. that are hidden underground. like. These kind of, if you look at like all the different factories and things that kind of prop popped up in 44 and 43 when the Nazis knew things were starting to, you know, the Air Force was starting to get beat mm-hmm. down. You know, it could be someone they discovered in one of these tunnels. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine too, like if Nazi soldiers like did come upon it and like they were charged with, you know, removing it, shipping it. It's amber, so it's very, going to be very fragile, right? So it probably broken up. I could see them being like, oh, we'll just take a couple pieces for ourselves and. In case this war goes south, 
What if like we need something to fall back upon and sell this stuff off for you know our families? What if like I think this is like a there's a movie out there where this scene of like it two guys like holding a piece up and they're like oh 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 and then just like falls over <laughs> yeah. it falls over and crashes yeah, and they're like yeah. crap or shizer <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they like take off running yeah it's kind of like a something that probably be in like a um, national lampoon movie yeah, yeah something like that or what's the other British guy Mr Bean. That's a great Mr. Bean scene. <laughs> Mr. Bean goes to the Nazis. Yeah, take like, like a Mel Brooks movie, probably. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I mean, a History of the World yeah, Part yeah, Two, yeah. Part One. Yeah, I think that's probably that would be a funny thing. But I think it's also more than likely been destroyed. And I think we, we said this in two other episodes, but it's, it's the least. We say like the least fascinating reason is. I think I so I messed that up last episode. It's it's the what the detective said in the piece of media that I was watching was the most likely scenario is 90 some 95% of the time what actually happened. He's specifically talking about murders or okay. crimes, but it's like most likely it's what happened. The most likely scenario is what happened because it's the most likely, it's the most common thing yeah. that could have happened. What was the most likely thing in this case? It got bombed by the military, yeah. got destroyed by, maybe it was, on a train and they destroyed the train and sure, yeah, a fire yeah. destroyed like there's no remnants of it. Nothing left. One of the armored trains though. But just right. They're just sitting out there somewhere. There you have it. Another mystery that we cannot solve, <laughs> not possible to solve for us. is two guys sitting in a basement. <laughs> two pals sitting in a basement. Without the means to do so. So that's the end of our mysterious look into the Amber Room, where the Amber Room went. And where it will be someday possibly pop up again, where it could possibly pop up again yeah. someday. In any case, we will be back again next week with another mysterious episode. Oh, wait, maybe Hitler has it with him in Argentina. I can't wait to talk about <laughs> Hitler in his house in Argentina that we found. But Sorry, in any case, at this episode... We will see you again for another mysterious ta- tale. Jordan, what's going to be the next episode? You want to talk about us now? I don't know. Is it, <laughs> is it a mystery? Yeah, of course it is. Uh, we'll be going over. I'm not going to say what it's about, but it's a mystery. It's, it's a g- mystery, conspiracy. Stay mysterious. Murder, suicide. Murder, suicide. Or assassination. So at this point, um, we are still working on getting our website up, all this stuff. If you're listening to this in the far future, which who knows, um, we may have a website at this point. Please check the show notes. The logo, the uh, YouTube channel, the podcast feeds. If you're listening to us in one of those or seeing this in one of those places, obviously you know that it's already up and ready and running. And we are still expanding and figuring out what we want to do with uh, media and, and that type of thing with social media and where we want to go with these in the future. We don't have a logo yet. We're working on it. We hope you tune into the next episode of the Mysterious Pals show. Jordan, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, pal. Bye-bye.